1: Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. If you're looking for other amazing podcasts, I want to recommend Hypnotize Me with Dr. Elizabeth Bonnet. In quick-paced 10 to 30-minute episodes, certified hypnotherapist and licensed mental health counselor, Dr. Elizabeth Bonnet talks all about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. Free hypnosis are included Learn more about the magic of hypnosis, transformation, and healing, as well as mindfulness, meditation, and psychology with Hypnotize Me. I interviewed Elizabeth on my podcast, so you can check out her interview there as well. This week, my guest is Michelle Richardson. She is a licensed clinical social worker and the founder and director of Mindful Soul Center for Wellbeing, a group practice in southern New Jersey, that has an all-female staff of therapists and specializes in the treatment of women's mental health, including anxiety and trauma, among other areas of subspecialty. Michelle is a certified EMDR therapist and an EMDRIA-approved consultant, and she's also an internal family systems trained therapist. In her work with clients and the staff that she supervises, Michelle offers the possibility that the issues that we struggle with in the present actually stem from past experiences that were painful and never given the chance to heal. She believes that by increasing our awareness of the connection between the past and the present, a clearer, more compassionate path toward healing and balance emerges. Michelle's perspective so closely aligns with where I am in my therapy process and my therapy practice that I really wanted to touch base with her and learn more about the internal family systems perspective on mental health and healing. I'm really looking forward to talking to her. So let's get started. Hi, Michelle, welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate your um, willingness to be interviewed for the podcast, and I'm excited about our conversation today. Me too. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about you and the work that you do and what has inspired you um, to do this work.
0: Sure. So I'm a psychotherapist, and I practice in Southern New Jersey. Um, And I, you know, I think I was always meant to be on this path. Um, A a lot of people, you know, change their minds about what they want to do when they grow up. But I feel like um, this was something that was sort of a calling for me at a really young age. Mm. Um, You know, as a kid, I was really quiet and introverted. And, You know, always was kind of the listener and the observer. And I was adopted as a baby. So there was always this curiosity in me about my story. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that curiosity just sort of extended to the people around me. You know, I always wanted to know what was underneath everything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what made people who they were, where they came from. You know, I was a really big reader. And, you know, I think just being such an avid reader made me just dig into the different layers of a character yeah um and so for for a little while I wanted to be a writer when I grew up and then that just sort of sh- you know made this natural shift into like no, I wanted like the realness like I mm. wanted to connect with people not just read or write about them and so you know, I went to school for social work from the very beginning. Wow. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it eventually became a therapist. And then in 2015, I opened up uh, my group practice, which is called Mindful Soul Center for Wellbeing. And you know my motivation for that was really to grow a group practice that was focused on various aspects of women's mental health across the lifespan yeah so everything from you know groups for teen girls that are empowerment focused um mindfulness workshops for moms um and then of course all the individual therapy that we do um yeah and and you know, we have a, a big focus on trauma. We definitely get a lot of women with anxiety issues. Yeah. Um, and so finding different ways and, and being creative in how we um work with our clients is really important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and so one of the one of the things that I'm trained in that I really you know love is IFS therapy. Yeah. Um and if it's okay I can just talk a little bit about what that is.
1: Yeah. Well, and before you get started on that, sure. I I noticed on your website that you say that, you know, your approach really is that, you know, our past, what we've experienced, you know, through growing up into adulthood impacts who we are today and that I guess I'm wondering how that's a little different from the typical sort of you're diagnosed with this mental health disorder yeah, yeah. that, you know, you, this is, you know, almost identifying more with a disorder than, well, why why am I this way? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the traditional model looks at a presenting set of symptoms,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: so you you have difficulty sleeping, you're having intrusive thoughts, excessive worry, panic attacks, okay, anxiety disorder, right? right? Um, and I think that the problem with this is that it it's only one, it's only one piece of the puzzle is Mm -hmm. the symptoms. Right. And I think it also, um, in particular with anxiety, but I think with a lot of mental health issues, it, it creates this sort of war on what the mental health issue is. Hmm. So it can kind of create this war on anxiety, you know, um, these things that aren't functioning properly are now looked at as a problem. Um, And so sometimes treatment sets up this paradigm of needing to eliminate that problem, suppress that problem, you know, you know, take a pill for the problem, just trying to find a way to make it stop. Yeah. Um, which I get, right? Like nobody likes feeling anxious. (laughs) (laughs) Like at all. Yeah. Um, it is not a pleasant feeling, you know, from my own experiences. Um, and, and other symptoms too. Like, you know, nobody likes having these feelings that feel negative. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think when, when we look at the symptoms more to me, we look uh, to me, I look at at a presentation of symptoms more as sort of like a clue. Mm -hmm. And if, and if I can really be curious about that clue um, it's, it's most likely going to have some ties to the past, um, to past experiences that uh, never really got a chance to heal. You know, um, you know, we carry around these burdens and maybe we got through that time in our life or maybe it was, you know, an embarrassment that happened and, you know, it happened, it happens to everybody and we kind of move along mm-hmm. and later on it'll pop up again. And so, oftentimes I find people come to, to my practice just really wanting symptom relief and mm-hmm. then when we get into it, it's like, oh, wait a second, this might actually This might actually be something that I haven't dealt with Mm. before. And maybe, yeah, we want to make the symptoms feel better, but maybe if we go a little bit deeper and actually do some healing, there won't be a need for these symptoms to keep happening anymore.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, and I feel like, um, as you said, you're trained in internal family systems. And I feel like that model so supports, you know, that perspective that, you know, there's this stuff that, hasn't really resolved, and maybe ends up as being parts of ourselves. But I want you to talk more about that. (laughs) Yes, Yeah,
0: exactly. So um, yeah, so so internal family systems is a model that was developed by a man named Dr. Richard Schwartz. Mm -hmm. And he was initially um, a trained family systems therapist. So he was a family therapy guy. Right. And so one of the premises of IFS is that we all have these different parts of ourselves and it is sort of like this own internal family. Hmm. And I'm sure some of your listeners, you know, I'm a mom of uh, three kids, so I'm sure you've got lots of moms and grandmoms and aunts who have all seen the movie inside out. Yes, Um, yes. (laughs) And I think that's a great representation of how we have different parts. Hmm. Um, And, and that these parts all kind of can work together or not work together in a way, (laughs) right? Like, so, you know, every family's different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the approach that Dick Schwartz took was basically bringing this family therapy mindset to working with an individual's internal family. And so that in working with these different parts and developing better relationships inside the family unit, we can have more harmony and Mm -hmm. we can have more balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so it's really i mean i think it's brilliant
1: <laughs> well um well and that, it takes it it really again deemphasizes the whole uh diagnoses like it's it's parts that aren't functioning quite up to par or whatever right versus right. like you have this mental health disorder
0: yeah and and he breaks down the parts into these three categories And so, we've got two types of um, protector parts. Mm -hmm. And one of those types of parts is managers. And managers are those parts in our system that do all the managing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I have parts of my system that like to be organized, you know, and I get a little rattled when I'm not organized. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and then we have parts that are considered firefighter parts. And firefighter parts are more of the parts that I think the mental health system kind of stigmatizes. Mm -hmm. Um, Firefighter parts are those parts that really try to stop uncomfortable feelings from happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they tend to be the more addictive parts, numbing parts. You know, I've got firefighters that really enjoy eating Hershey kisses and having a couple glasses of wine sometimes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I got it. Yeah, and so when you have a lot of firefighters in your system, the mental health, you know, I think the the typical mental health treatment approach, you know, there is that diagnosis, there's, you know, this there's something wrong with this, we've got to make these behaviors stop, you're drinking too much, you're doing this too much, you're, you know, you're angry too much, um, mm-hmm. and it really gives those it kind of lumps all of them into this bad negative category. Right. Problem. Right? Right. Yeah, problem. Like mm-hmm. this is a problem. And and then the third type of part is called an exile. Mm-hmm. And our exiles are usually, you know, the parts in our system that carry wounds. They're they're in pain. Um, they're usually really young. I mean if you can almost imagine a bunch of inner children that are Mm. really alone and scared. Um, They carry shame. And so, our managers and our firefighters are usually trying to take care of these exiles by not letting them come to the surface, right? Mm. Because it's just too painful.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And so, when we're always suppressing these, you know, these parts that have kind of taken on these extreme jobs... You know, and we're Mm -hmm. trying to suppress them, like oh, the anxiety is bad. Let's make it stop. Yeah. Um, we're not really allowing the hurt to be expressed, Mm -hmm. and then it can't heal, and so it kind of just stays, you know, there under the surface, and you end up in this um, place of always managing, which can feel kind of hopeless too. Like, okay, I have this mental health issue, and I'm just going to always be managing it. Like that. That can feel really like ugh,
1: yeah, right? yeah, and yeah. exhausting too.
0: Yeah, so exhausting. Yeah, so ex- and and you know, a lot of our parts are exhausted, mm. and they don't always. We don't always know that because it's like, no, I have to do this. I have, you know, mm-hmm. I have to do this thing in order to not feel bad. Yeah. And then when you when you do get to know your parts, you realize that some of them really are are pretty burnout.
2: Mm. You
0: know, they're burnout trying to keep the system afloat. Yeah, and so. There's this other piece of IFS um, that I think is really, you know, so crucial in understanding the whole thing. And that's this idea that we all have this inner self. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, yeah, and and that's a self with a capital S. It's sort of like this active, healing, core part of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's really meant to be the leader of the system, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And when we are able to be more self-led that means that our our protectors who are working so hard can kind of take a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they go away we're not trying to make any parts go away but being self-led means that you know it's kind of like I always think of like the self as being like the one who's driving the bus and all the parts are in the bus. Oh, I, I can ask a part like, Hey, do you think I should go left here? <laughs> like, what should I do? You know? Uh-huh. Um, and our parts can kind of be advisors, but they don't have to be doing everything themselves.
1: Ah, um, interesting. And yeah. so it's, I love that metaphor. Yeah.
0: that shift. So yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, so I, I really think of the self as being this like wise and loving mm-hmm. core in our in our system. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so to give you an example of how these parts all kind of work, um, I, I was telling you before we started the recording that we had this tornado warning in the middle of the night. Yeah, um, so around three o'clock this morning, my husband and I, our phones go off. Um, we live in New Jersey. We never have tornadoes. This is like so bizarre. So like our phones are going off. I'm not awake. I'm looking at my phone. It's like tornado, like run, basically it's like get in your basement right now.
1: That's and I'm so like, oh my scary. God, this is
0: crazy. And you
1: have children that you and have I to have worry about. have
0: children, right. right? So, so I, I had one part that was just like, holy crap, like we're all going to die, right? Like I have yeah. this one part that's just freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then I have this other rational part that's like, we're in New Jersey. You know, these things don't happen. This is probably just a bad storm, you know? And then I have this part that's like, okay, just be calm for the kids. Just be calm for the kids, right? Mm. And you can almost imagine if I had this like little room in my head where all of these parts (laughs) are sort of chirping in, right? And so, I, you know, I go into my son's room and I, I think that that decision itself was made by the part that was like still kind of freaking out because mm. he's the oldest. And I was like, all right, he can kind of handle me freaking out a little bit. He'll he'll be all right. You're right. And then, you know, it was like I kind of needed to pull it together before I got my younger two who are <laughs> eight and four. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we all get down in the basement and then then I'm able to kind of check in and be like, okay. It's calm now. you know, I, I was able to unblend a little bit from the part that was freaking out. I was mm. able to kind of just work with my parts a little bit so they could step back. We could get some calm. And then it was all you know, it was all good. Like then it was the warning was over. We heard the wind. Everything was fine. Everyone goes back to bed. Mm. And then I lay down. And I can still feel that anxious part, right? Oh, that anxious yeah. part's still there, churning a little bit, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just kind of stopped and gave that part because I needed to sleep, right? <laughs> right? Like I was like, I have a podcast interview in the morning. What's <laughs> <laughs> happening right now? I need to sleep. So I, you know, so I, I get to know my parts and my parts because I've done this work. They know the self Mm -hmm. and they have some trust in the self. So when I have a conversation internally with a part that's really anxious and scared, I can just really kind of bring some calm to that. Mm
2: -hmm. And then
0: it settles, Mm -hmm. you know, it it starts to settle. And I think that that that's another really key part of this work with IFS is that, um, you know, you don't just start talking to your parts and they are like, okay, yeah, we get it. We're going to listen to you. That's not always how it works. That's like telling someone to just tell their anxiety to stop.
1: Right. Like, just stop right. Being anxious.
0: Like, right. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's it's really about building these internal relationships mm-hmm. um, and building in some trust. And yeah. that's where that's kind of like where the magic happens,
1: I think, with IFS. Yeah. 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 If it's not too personal or or even taking it to a more sort of theoretical level. So because this podcast is focused on anxious women, like if <laughs> you were working with a client who had a very actively anxious part that seemed to be that felt more like herself than self, what's mm. what's the process? You know, how do you how do you work with those people? What what works? Yeah, so um, I think the the first thing
0: is that you know we. We start ifs with what's called a trailhead,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that could be that could be the feeling of being anxious itself. So if I had a client coming in and um, you know, if she was really actively anxious in the moment, um we might just call attention to that as as being a trailhead. But maybe something happened that week, mm-hmm. and she's been ruminating about it all week or, you know, feeling really panicky about something. and whatever that something would be would be um, our trailhead. Mm-hmm. And usually, what happens is, you know, you, you want to go right to the, the part that's anxious, but you have other parts that are going to go, nope, I'm mm. not going there. Mm. That's scary. You know, and, you know, you want me to be with the anxiety? Uh-uh. And so you really have to start with who shows up first. Um, and we have protectors for a reason, right? Mm. And I think what I like about this approach is that it's gentle, We're Mm -hmm. not going straight to where the pain is. We're going to make sure all the parts are on board with that. Um, And so... Sometimes this shows up in physical ways. Sometimes it's emotional. I have some people who have um, really wonderful imagery that goes along with their parts. They might Mm -hmm. actually imagine a little anxious child Mm -hmm. um, or they might see it that way. It might just be somatic. You know, it might just be that anxious feeling in the pit of the stomach or. And so we just start to get to know it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think curiosity is, is a really important part of that is just taking a curiosity approach um, instead of a, I want this to stop
2: mm.
0: <laughs> approach. Yes, yes, you yes. You know, like, let's just be curious about this anxiety mm. um, and let's start to get to know this part. And so first we we find the part, we focus on it. Um, and then it sounds kind of funny talking about it. And I think it's when you experience it, you you get a different sense of it. But I mean, I literally will ask my parts questions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, tell me, you know, how old you are? Mm -hmm. Um, How long have you been doing this job of being anxious? Or, you know, tell me a little bit more about the anxiousness. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, is there anything you want to show me or tell me about that? And it's really interesting when we, you know, because I think intellectually and analytically, we fill in those blanks, Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can make all these, you know, I can tell you, oh, well, when I was seven, I was really shy and anxious, and I had separation anxiety. And so, sometimes that happens now as an adult, yeah. right? Like, that's my intellectualized version of the story. Yeah, But when I'm actually connecting with, like, a little seven-year-old that's inside of me, mm-hmm. it's different. Um, and yeah. then when that part really feels heard, just like any of us, if we feel heard, you um, it can start to trust me a little bit. Um, I can start to connect with it. I can have compassion for it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and even have some gratitude, you know, some of our most, um, you know, parts that are perceived so negatively. Mm -hmm. um, I think the inner critic is one that's really, you know, everyone's (laughs) like that damn inner critic. Yeah. But all parts really have, you know, believe it or not, they all have a positive intent. It may not be working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. It may not be doing quite what it wants it to do. But even the inner critic is trying to protect us from something. Yeah. And when we get to know the story, which usually does connect to past events, when we get to know the story from the part itself, Mm. we start to develop some understanding and some compassion and even, believe it or not, maybe some appreciation like wow being the inner critic is a rough job you have to like sit there and you have to like pick on me all day long and nobody likes you right. <laughs> nobody likes the inner critic right <laughs> like you must be really lonely um and and parts start to go yeah man this is tired like I'm ready to go on a cruise like, yeah you know, right. I don't want to do this anymore yeah, right <laughs> yeah. um and you know it, it, it's not always as easy as that but I think you get the sense of how starting to get to know that internal family is is really a way to start improving those relationships. And then parts that are doing some extreme things like causing panic attacks or mm. binge drinking or, you know, some of these parts can start to relax a little. Yeah. And then these symptoms that the person is experiencing also start to come down.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's interesting... Um, To me, I think what really was eye opening for me, or I don't know, maybe what spoke to me about this whole process is that I just love the idea that we all have this internal self that that and maybe it's hard to find, maybe we're not quite sure how to listen to that part of us yet. But we all have it. It's all everyone. everyone. Everybody does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I have lots of clients who are like, I don't have a self. I don't, I don't think I have one.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And,
0: but, but it's there and it, it actually makes my job as a therapist a lot easier because the self actually usually knows what to do. Yeah. Um, and I can help support that. Right. Cause I can mm-hmm. bring my self energy mm-hmm. into the work. Um, but the, but the client has a self, all of us have a self. Yeah. And so, it's really not about creating, I, I mean, the relationship between me and the client is very important. But it's that's not the most important relationship. The most important relationship is between yourself and your parts, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's fostering that relationship. That's really what, what I'm doing, right? I'm like the family therapist, right? Helping, helping you be your own internal family therapist. And then once we get rolling, then you can actually start doing that on your own too, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and working with your parts and having conversations with your parts, just like I did at, you know, four o'clock this morning when I was trying to go (laughs) to sleep after this tornado alert, you know, (laughs) is, is just, it just changes what's going on inside. It changes what's happening in that inner world. You know, I think we spend a lot of time, you know, running away from our inner world.
1: Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so Going inside can be scary at first. Absolutely. You know? Well, because yeah. there's a lot of unknowns in that inner world, you mm-hmm. know, um, and pain for a lot of people as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I I I haven't been fully trained in internal family systems, but I've done some reading, and you know, include talking about parts in therapy sessions just in terms of helping people manage sort of trauma symptoms and things like that. Um, And I find that some clients can very easily identify parts. It's as if all I have to do is say like, talk to me about that part that wants to whatever, and they're right on it. And other people have a harder time sort of imagining and visualizing and bringing those parts to the surface or seeing them.
0: Yes, do you yeah. find that's true, too? Yeah, I do. And um, it, it's funny, though, because even people who who maybe have trouble, you know, going inside, like, quote, unquote, going inside to do the work, mm-hmm. they'll they'll talk in terms of parts, mm. you know, like, there's a part of me that wants to go to this party. And there's a part of me that wants to stay home in my pajamas. Like, yeah. we all sort of do that. And uh-huh. so, so, it's there. Um, it's just, I think having you know again that curiosity that openness um and and we do sometimes have to work to help parts unblend mm. um sometimes we are really blended with some of our protectors especially you know we have manager parts that you know have been running things for a long time and and so they they have trouble unblending yeah um i think Sometimes, you know, for myself, just speaking for my own personal experience, you know, I have some really intellectualized parts, you know, Mm -hmm. that um, are super analytical, of course, right? Like I became a therapist for a reason, (laughs) you know, like analyzing is something I've always done. Yeah. Um, And so sometimes I have to do a little work myself to unblend from Mm. um, the analytical parts because the analytical parts, they do, they want to jump in and fill in the blanks. And that's different than fostering a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that as long as you're open to the process um, and as long as you just be present with what's there in the moment, Mm -hmm. um, even if you're really blended and you can just be present with that without needing to push anything or force anything, Mm -hmm. um, I find that the the system usually warms up to that and will help unblend. Um, so that you can get to know more, more and more of the the parts that are there. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and people can have a lot of parts, right? I oh mean, my gosh! It,
0: it, sometimes it's like millions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like you know, and um, I, and I have I have people who like to keep track of them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, which is a part, right? We have a part that wants to <laughs> keep track of <laughs> all of our parts. Um, you know, but yeah, there's there's tons of them, and you know. I try to to tell people like, don't go down the rabbit hole. Like it's okay. I know every time you turn around, there's a new part. You're like, man, I didn't know I had like 10, five year olds in there.
2: Mm. Um,
0: but you know, it's as long as you're again, the presence of self, like self can handle it. You know? Um, yeah. I think uh, I went to a training with Dick Schwartz um, and he he does a lot of demos and he always says like, you know nothing can hurt you if you're not afraid of it mm-hmm. you know and he says that a lot and i just i love that cuz it's so true you know we go inside of ourselves and sometimes we get scared and if you just kind of remind yourself that self is there yeah. you know like nothing can hurt you if you're not afraid of it and mm. and i feel like that really helps bring some calm yeah you know, into the whole
1: experience yeah yeah nice so you um, had said that you'd be willing to share a meditation with us that sure. helps, uh, helps uh, people sort of, well, you tell us what the meditation's for.
0: Sure. So this is a meditation um, that that I use, and I've modified it a little bit. Um, I actually think that it probably comes from one of Dick Schwartz's meditations, Um and I'll give you that resource before we wrap up, but he's got yeah. a great CD that has um, a bunch of different guided meditations that are all IFS, and I just love it. So, I'm sure this is some kind of <laughs> uh, derivation of that. Mm-hmm. But um this is just a very, very simple meditation. I'm going to talk a little bit through it and then I'll get quiet for, for just a little bit. Okay. Um, and it's really just an opportunity, especially if you're new to this model, um, to just start to go inside and getting to know a part, you know. And you might notice a lot of parts show up, and we're just going to see if we can get to know just one. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, so I'll get started. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so, um, so if you're listening and you want to get comfortable in whatever way works for you, you can sit or lie down, take your shoes off, just whatever works for you and your system. And since we're exploring the topic of, you know, women and anxiety with IFS, I'd invite listeners to maybe think of a time recently where they experienced feeling anxious. And you could focus on a recent event that triggered the feeling of anxiety or maybe hone in on something that's a more regular and familiar occurrence of anxiety. And these are just like menu options, you know, some different ways to begin to get to know the parts in your system that are connected to the anxiety. And there's no right or wrong way to do this. So you're just going to pick a trailhead, you know, one of these experiences that fits for you. And once that trailhead's in your mind, you can just start by taking some deep breaths and beginning to connect inside. You might begin to notice certain body sensations or energy getting activated as you explore this experience. And in IFS, we recognize these as parts parts of the self as you start to notice these parts you might be curious about a part that you want to understand a little bit better or a part that you want to help or have a different relationship with so just see if there's maybe one in particular one part that needs your attention the most or that you're curious about and put your attention there. And as you focus on that part, just start to notice some things about it. Notice how it shows up physically in your body. Perhaps it has an image that goes along with it or a color or a texture. It might have all of those things. It might have none of those things and that's completely okay. You don't need to force anything to happen here. You're just going to notice. So as you're noticing this part and becoming more aware of it, check in and see how you feel towards it. You might notice that you feel welcoming and open towards it. Or perhaps there's a sense of pulling back or resisting. And again, there's nothing to do with that except just notice it. And if you sense that you're feeling anything towards this part besides curiosity or besides acceptance, that's just another part that's giving you those feelings. And you can either ask those parts to step back so you can get to know the one you're focusing on. They may not want to, and that's okay too. You can just spend the time getting to know them instead and getting to know what their fears are about you going towards that one that you were focusing on. So as you work with this part, you might just ask it what it wants you to know about itself. And if there's anything it wants to show you or tell you about. You could ask it what kind of job it has in your system. How long it's been doing that job. You can ask it how old it is. It might want to show you memories or thoughts. Or perhaps you might experience more or less physical sensation. And just know that however you experience that part is okay. Just check in again and notice how you're feeling towards this part now. You might feel closer to it, more accepting, or even grateful for it. You might be still noticing parts that don't like this one or want to keep you away from it. Again, there's nothing that needs to happen or forced. Just see if you can stay curious about that all. Now I'm going to be quiet for a little bit so you can continue to get to know this part in your system. So just checking in again, noticing where you are with this part right now, and what's happened in the relationship between you and this part. Again, that there's no right or wrong, you're just noticing and being curious about where this relationship is and perhaps where it can go. And as we start to wrap up, you can thank the part for being willing to get to know each other. And you can let it know that this doesn't have to be the last time that you get to connect with it. And that there will be more opportunities to do so again. And then whenever that feels complete for you, just start taking some more deep breaths. And bringing yourself back into the room.
1: That was really great, Michelle. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, it was interesting because I closed my eyes and followed the meditation as you were talking. And uh, I know we had talked about possibly, you know, working through some stuff here in on the podcast versus the meditation. And I opted for the meditation, which I think was one of my parts going, you don't want to go there. You don't (laughs) want to have her work on your stuff in the podcast. But I did notice um, that uh, I have a mentoring session coming up a little bit later this morning. And um, I'm recognizing that, you know, I access this part of me that has been very resistant to doing the homework between these Mm. (laughs) sessions. And I'm like, okay, and how I'm feeling about that. But there was this part that showed up that was like, so afraid of disappointment, so afraid of disappointing others. And I'm like, oh, I know that feeling. I know where that comes from. But two, not recognizing because you get so caught up in the stress and the anxiety and the worry and the, to sort of really touch that part that's so vulnerable and, you know, yeah, really powerful.
0: Oh, that's so great. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and also the parts that say, you know, why are you doing this? Why do you want to get in touch with that part?
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Again, you know, families are, (laughs)
1: oh, how families can
0: be. Yeah, Yeah. so there's, there's often um, a lot of parts that can get, you know, pretty polarized in Mm, there, you know, and it's pretty common Mm -hmm. to have that. And it's totally okay, right? Yeah, yeah. To not force anybody to do anything in this, to just really, you know, I feel like, I feel like this is such a patient process, Mm. um, and I feel like that's why it's so gentle, Mm -hmm. you know, that you know, we don't have to go straight to the part that's the most wounded, vulnerable part in the system. Like, right? You know, if there's parts that have concerns about that, like we can respect that, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of work with that until they feel trusting enough to say, "Okay, now you can go to that one if mm. you want to. I yeah. trust you now. That's yeah. okay now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It feels it's just really safer. a way
0: of just everybody being included in the system.
1: Yeah. yeah. Really nice. Yeah, it's
0: beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, um, if people wanted to know more about internal family systems, how would they? How would they find out more about yeah. that? So, the Center for Self Leadership
0: um, is really the you know they're the people. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they're the IFS people. Um, And let me just see. I had their website. Yep. So their website is selfleadership.org. Nice. And you can also find a therapist or a practitioner that's trained in IFS on that website. Nice. Um, They have a little directory. And that's actually another cool thing about IFS is that it's not all therapists that do IFS. hmm. Um, There's also IFS practitioners. So you might find somebody that does for example, um, body work, you know, Mm -hmm. Reiki massage, um, there's nurses on there. There's even some doctors on there. Um, so it's not, um, it's not just therapists. So, um, I think that makes it kind of cool that you can find these different, um, types of practitioners that, that use this, um, treatment approach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and then, uh, they also have, um, a link on there to a bunch of resources and books, and um, I mean, I think if you're just getting started in it, you know, Richard Schwartz has a number of books, but he has one that's just a nice, simple introduction to the internal family systems. Yeah, very um, easy to read, you know, and very easy to read for everybody. Yeah, um, I think it's a nice way to to start understanding the model. You know, there's a lot of people that I have found start using the model before they even find an IFS therapist or maybe they don't have one nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that there's a lot of different resources out there to start kind of, you know, using these concepts and doing some meditations and practices yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who do like to track their parts, <laughs> <love> the <laughs> tracking part, yeah. um, there's a really lovely book by a woman named Michelle Glass. Called Daily Parts Meditation Practice, a journey of embodied integration for clients and therapists. I really like that. It just kind of is this neat way of kind of journaling about your parts and um, getting to know each one and and trying to keep track a little bit about the work that you do with them. Hmm. Um, There's also a, a Facebook group that's just a community group. I don't think it's run by the Center for Self Leadership, but. Um, it has a lot of people who are IFS clients, IFS therapists, practitioners, kind of anyone can be in there. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of just discussion that goes on about parts. Um, and that's called the IFS Community group. Nice. And really, yeah, it's a nice place to also kind of like pose questions like, hmm, is this a part? What kind of part is this? I don't know what to, how to connect with this part. Yeah, uh, and to get some really great feedback, yeah. Cool.
1: And are there any tips that you feel like would be important for listeners to know about if they were sort of approaching this concept, this new model for them?
0: I think just be curious, honestly. Um, You know, patience, curiosity. I mean, these are all aspects of self energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think. You know, if you can move away from, and again, it's a part, right? There's a part that wants to fix things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, there's a part that like takes us to therapy because we want to fix something. Um, And so, maybe hold space, I guess, for that part to be there, but for there also to be that curiosity about what that's all about and what's really underneath. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's really important. Yes. Yeah. 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 So how do people find you, Michelle? Sure. Um, so my website is com, And people can email me at Michelle at com. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I'm a therapist there. I also offer consultation services to other therapists. Um, I'm also an EMDR therapist mm-hmm. and consultant. Um, and so I do a lot of consultation work with therapists who are working towards EMDR certification. And because I love ifs <laughs> mm. so much um what they end up getting is also this like healthy uh dose of ifs <laughs> consultation um, because i just think the two blend so well so nice um yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's awesome um is there anything upcoming in your practice or for you that you would like the listeners to know about
0: Oh, no, just, you know, regular crazy life,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: working and, you know, raising a family. And, you know, um, we're about to open up another location Wow, um, for our practice. So we have two locations now um, in southern New Jersey, we have one in Audubon and one in Collingswood, and we're opening up a third in Medford. So mm. all my parts are working really hard. <laughs> wow, I bet they are all My parts are working really hard. And I'm just trying to, you know, hold some space and
1: Calmness for them so they don't work too much. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to be with us today and share a little bit about internal family systems. Thank you so much. This was really great. I really enjoyed it. So I thought that meditation was so awesome. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Michelle and maybe it gave you a little bit more knowledge about internal family systems, Um, but I find it's a really powerful model for therapy, again, that doesn't um, label diagnoses, it's just working with parts and holding space for all the parts that we have within us so now it's time for me to do a little work on with that part who is so fearful of disappointing others because she shows up a lot in my life and um, I recognize her her worry and her fear. So time to do a little of my own work. Well, I hope all of you have an amazing week and Move forward with all of your parts with kindness, compassion, and curiosity. Ciao for now from this woman warrior.
0: Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast.
1: Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.